0: I'm dying, aren't I? Healer, why do you take my blood? Who, who is that beside you with his head of lines? I can see a distant sun, dark and cold, shining in a black sky. Collected on the 3rd of Yeznan, 1172, 11 seconds pre-death. Subject was a Reshi Chal trainer. Sample is of particular note. Heroes of presents the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Mr. Sanderson. Book one, The Way
1: of Kings.
0: episode begins this is a warning to let you know this is a spoiler filled podcast in this episode we are covering chapters three
1: and four enjoy
0: well welcome to the show again this is uh, episode three of the storm pod we are covering uh brandon sanderson's uh stormlight archive series book one uh the way of kings I am your host Sean Q, and with me, as always, he always keeps his safe hand tucked away. It's Jack.
1: <laughs> Hello, how's it going, buddy? Very, very well. There is a uh, cup of coffee in my hand, so I'm very same pleased on, about that.
0: Yeah, same on my side. I, we're we're uh, we're doing a lot of these coffee pods, eh? Coffee um, storm pods. You know, I've I've listened to po- pods before that um, uh, people talk about what they're drinking. Like, oh, I'm I'm drinking uh, the uh, fine organic Mill Street, blah blah blah. Maybe we should talk about what kind of coffee uh, we're drinking. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm I'm drinking the maple flavored Muskoka, ooh. Keurig's finest.
0: Oh, that sounds really good, actually.
1: In my um. Captain Hook uh, mug that Ooh. i have here depicting skull island
0: Ooh, nice so i'm drinking um i am drinking uh costco's finest um mm-hmm. the, uh, <laughs> the uh,
1: costco oh yeah. you don't say <laughs> yeah
0: i uh, it's a, a dark roast um a cafe verona um sounds all these fancy words mm-hmm. um and i am drinking it out of a um red mug that i got from work not, nothing fancy about it
1: Ver the the, the 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 special red mug <laughs>
0: the redded mug red edition <laughs> the red edition Red edition. um well so this yeah, I was ta- yeah no it's all good i was taking notes for uh for this episode and uh i realized uh working on it that um that doing this is a lot like planning for D and You know, I like I prepare an outline, like a DM preps a session and whether or not um, uh, I even use it depends on the interaction between us as we record. Right. Like much like a DM doesn't get to use any of his notes if his players don't do the thing he wants them to do. You know, like, (laughs) you know, like a a part like a DM might prep for two weeks and then play. And then the party decides, hey, let's all be investment bankers (laughs) or do some (laughs) stupid shit. And then now the adventure is completely gone
1: you as a dm you have to get used to doing all this work and all this work and then you just throw it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So you were you've been doing some work for our uh, we're playing tonight. We're playing uh the 3.5 edition of Barrow of the Forgotten King, right?
1: We're, yes. Yeah, we're doing yep. that
0: on Roll20 yep. and using Discord as well.
1: Tonight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Y'all prepped up? No. I uh, we'll spend the better part of the rest of the day to day prepping and, uh, but I should be in good shape for tonight. I have at least, I think three maps prepared. Cool. So, but doing it digitally because of mm-hmm. the, of the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. so it requires, uh, a little more on my end because of, uh, of the digital world that I'm not so well versed at, but.
0: Yeah, you um, your catchphrase. If if you've ever had a catchphrase in your life, it's man, that's a lot of math. That's your that's your catchphrase.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no no offense to any mathematicians who might be no. listening to the show. Uh, no no offense to any math
0: magicians either, because we like those math
1: guys too. Yes, magicians. the math magicians. Yeah, yeah, we like those guys too. No, we we we. I, I like uh, I like what you do. I just can't do it. So and 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 because I curse the technology gods and have my entire life. Uh, they've cursed me back, so right, right. Um, maybe yeah. we can uh, set up maybe a piece treaty right between
0: so. you and math or something. We can like you know try to hash the yeah. bill build past well, I that think, or whatever. I
1: think well, I, I think what I want from Brandon, Mister Sanderson, Mister mm. Sanderson, Mister Sanderson. What I'd like from him for Christmas is some tech spread. Because I could use some <laughs> some tech spren to help me to guide me yeah. in my technological journey. So when I'm yeah, exactly. piping or if I'm pressing buttons of the electronic <laughs> it looks, sort.
0: Tech Spren like looks tech like Tech Spren
1: um, might, might appear and help me out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh it, it looks like it's italic or something <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Yes. Um, um well, <laughs> holy so chapter three City yeah, of so,
0: yeah, so Tim, give me a, give me a. First off, give me an, an overall, um, like your initial thoughts on these two chapters. We, um, okay. we meet Shalon for the first time, and then we get back Shallan, to Callan. Yeah. What did you think of these two chapters?
1: Well, they're both chapters that deal with um, uh, characters that we already have been introduced to. Uh, however, the other character that I, I want to say that is introduced in great detail in chapter three Mm -hmm. is is the city itself right of carbranth so i think i think uh um uh he did a great job with sort of making that city come come alive with so Mm -hmm. many interesting things about it from the colors of the buildings um to the um um I'm just trying to go through my notes here mm-hmm. uh to to the whole building being wedge-shaped and protected from the high storms and yeah, and, really cool, and, right? and and yes and, and and of course all these bells that are present and you know the story is kind of being hinted at why that is so um and even like the you know the bells are not just on you know high places adorning buildings or outside of archways or or, or things like that but also right down to the cart that this main character Sh- Shalon, takes to get to her destination within the city. There's mm. a small, sw- small little bell just, you know, I mean, just things like that. I thought were really, really good in terms of trying to make the city come alive. Yeah. It's cool. Um, and then in chapter four, overall, ugh, it's just, it's the drop, you know, like, yeah, I know we it's get kind to, of
0: a, um, a, a compare and contrast, right? Like Shalon Devar is so full of hope. And, um, starting yeah. almost starting her life. And, um, Kaladin is like in the worst possible point of, uh, a, of a life that could be right. So it's, it's, you're right. You said last week it was kind of a gut punch, and we, we get a second round of it here. We, we get another gut punch here.
1: Yeah. So, but, but, but it ends, it ends on a, on a note of hope. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Chapter four. Mm-hmm. But, but one of the things I, I love about it is this kind of, um, there's this sort of I, I think anyways uh in the text there's a bit of com- comparison or a similarity or maybe not similarity but juxtaposition um between shalon and Kaladin. so mm-hmm. th- th- there was another reference uh with regards to shalon speaking with her, her uh pirate um captain who uh, brings toes back toes back who brings her to Carbranth, this this mm-hmm. huge city um, and she, she and him are about to have an exchange of words, and she's debating about expressing herself because, as she, as she quotes, uh, it's not polite, and that yeah. goes back to the previous chapter where the windspring is talking to Kaladin and accusing him of being impolite. Right. So I really like the fact that there's like these subtle sort of ways of juxtaposing the these, these two characters and also they're both brought there seemingly by the wind. Right. And 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 in and Shallan's case, literally the ship that she came in on is the wind's pleasure. Mm-hmm. And Tozbeck, her pirate friend that brought her there, he actually says that um once they found uh, brightness yasna that they've come here to see or that Shalan has come here to see uh he exclaims that the windspren have acknowledged your beauty and and brought you here yeah um so I really really like those uh those subtle kind of uh
0: there's um there's, there's not to jump too far ahead but uh there's a little quote um in chapter four that um mm-hmm. Kaladin has a thought about he mm-hmm. um and it has to do with the windspren here hold on let me find it here okay. uh, he says <laughs> um were the windspren attracted to gusts of wind or were they the gusts of wind yes yeah and so that's yeah. like kind of cool too like that's you know like it, what, what, it's like a chicken and the egg kind of thing right yeah
1: no it's uh, i i really liked uh i really like this um sort of counterplay between these two characters and i'm mm. i can only guess that they connect in some way i i don't know i mean Shalon so first I guess central female character of the series Mm -hmm. I guess yeah um at least that we're introduced to and finding out about and she seems awesome so right away she appeals yeah. to me because she's an artist let's um so,
0: here let's um let's let's get right into chapter three here um okay uh so let's uh i'm uh the um so Var, devar a scholar and an artist has come to carbrant the city of bells to find the alethi princess yasna kulin uh, to become her ward and uh, the hopes that this will help her family from financial ruin um, her father is right. dead, and no one knows yet. Um, and they're trying to keep it secret.
1: Um, we and, and uh, that and that I love too, though. Is just to pause you right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that the fact that Brandon, Mr. Sanders, said he waits until three quarters, like almost to the end of chapter three, to mm-hmm. to to drop that her father was dead. Right. Yeah. There's... So I love as a reader, I love that that that, that you, he... know, you find out she's there, and then he drops this, and oh, just the pacing of that. He does Love that
0: it. uh he does that in the micro sense and he does that in the macro sense. So like mm. um cool. he's withholding um information each chapter until it's appropriate to release it and he's holding withholding information each book until it's appropriate to release it, right? Um oh, he's um yeah. he's very uh very tricky like that. Um, um, we meet, uh, the crew of the wind's pleasure. Uh, it's captain is a Thalen named Tozbek. Yes, And then we also meet one of his, uh, his men, one of his deckhands named Talb. And then Talb is the one who mm-hmm. escorts her through the city to meet the princess.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so, I, so, so if I can interject again, something, yes, in, yes, something absolutely. really, really interesting mm-hmm. tell, right tell there. Me what you're thinking, tell me what you think. Well, I, unless I'm wrong, I don't know if I have my, my, uh, my, uh, my notes accurate here, but. Um, You just mentioned that Tozbek is Thalen. Yes. And the slaver of Kaladin, isn't he also Thalen? Um, actually,
0: I don't even, you know what? I don't even really know, to be honest.
1: Well, so if that fact is true, then again, that's another comparison about the Thalens both yeah both in very different ways have brought these two characters supposedly maybe towards their, their 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 destinies
0: that's really cool i um i don't really know to be honest that's if that is if he if um if uh it, what's the um the slaver's name uh it's
1: Tvlak- a, uh, Tvlak- uh it's to that's right to yeah, yeah.
0: Um, if Tovlakov is Thalen, that is I'm, some cool imagery right I'm, there. I'm I'd pretty sure. Saw.
1: I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure they've already described him in the earlier chapter. In chapter two, they described his eyebrows. Um, now I could be wrong, so maybe I'm getting this no, it, completely it, it wrong. May, might be you might be right, dude. This uh, it would mix, it would make sense
0: with the imagery of one is uh, is dragging someone to their destination while someone is the other person is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pleasantly sailing mm-hmm. there.
1: That's right. That's exactly. really really cool. I, I love you know that. What,
0: if he's not Thalen, I want him to be Thalen now.
1: <laughs> well, so and and so that I, again, I I love that. Uh, that interplay, if, if, if we're right, M- maybe in housekeeping, we can look that up and see if that's true. Yeah. yeah we'll um, look that up and
0: then uh, okay. we can talk about that next episode. That's really, really okay. cool, dude. Um, so yeah. Um, so we got a little bit of um, different, um, different nationalities and countries here because we have uh, the country of uh, Thalen, which is mm-hmm. where Tozbek and his men are from. Um, yep. We met the Alethes in uh, the prologue. And um, in the in chapter two and one, because, um, you know, Kaladin is from Alethkar and he fights the, in the Alethi army. And then um, Shallan Devar herself is from uh, a place called Jakved. Yeah, Yeah, They're known as Vedans. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So we're, no, we're starting stup- to build the world here.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and uh, and again, I just I loved the way that they were describing Carbranth. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Well, Carbranth is everything own, from the Carbranth is its own city state, right? It's its own yes. uh, country. It's not a very big country because it's only one city large. It's got some probably mm-hmm. like some villages around it, but it really is just a one city state, like kind of like in the old uh, Greek days where Sparta and Athens were city states.
1: Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Um, Well, there's a few really, really great quotes in chapter three, too. Mm -hmm. Um, He drops a quote that says uh, expectations are like we're like fine pottery. The harder you hold them, the more likely they were to crack. Mm -hmm. So love some of these quotes that he's got here. Um, What else?
0: So we meet uh we, we meet Shalon and she is not a um typical hero, right?
1: No, she's not. she she's a but she so she loves the 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 she's got the wanderlust. So she's mm-hmm. like your typical adventurer that like she's out there in the world and she's she's enjoying it. So mm-hmm. she's not she's not at war, she's not uh you no. know, she she's not come upon, you know, super hard times. She's uh uh she's got skills that go beyond um uh, her um, I, I, I guess we would call her a royal like she's
0: yeah she's, she's um, a, a like upper
1: house yeah right so mm-hmm. she's a scholar and an artist she's a scholar and an artist so and I found the whole description of the feminine um, the feminine uh, studies fascinating yes. as well
0: mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. so that writing and and uh, music and and art uh, were these sort of feminine domains mm-hmm. that that the men typically did not uh go to in fact it would, it would be looked at as uh, quite odd if a man yeah was, so this uh, is
0: um this isn't for all of uh the um all of roshar which is the whole planet or whatever the the no um, this is only in the Vorin religion correct right Yeah. one of the other things they mentioned about the Vorin religion is that um everyone is supposed to have a calling something that their, yes. yeah like their I, religion is like a. it's almost like a forced profession that will in, it's encouraged by like a happy afterlife so if you like you know if <laughs> if you're like hey you want to have a happy afterlife make sure you have a good job and that you're doing something for the community mm-hmm.
1: no i love it i love um I love Shalon. She mentions that about her calling, about her having chosen art or or uh, natural. I think it was natural history. She refers to it as yeah. being yeah, which um, is like the uh, um. It's like nature, right? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> In D and D terms, is she's she's a knowledge nature,
1: <laughs> right? She's not exactly. Uh, they describe Shalon as having an insolent streak. Um, I like the fact that she surprised all of her brothers because her brothers <laughs> thought that she would not be that. That she would be timid and maybe not yeah. be a traveler or adventurer or seek anything uh like that but here she is out on the ship and and really enjoying herself uh she's got <laughs> she's got all, uh, red hair long red hair so that brings back a lot of memories from our D games and yeah. of course other uh female characters in fiction that have uh, been made famous by having red hair so that's uh, of course that's that's a fun and actually it's also odd because i think they refer to that the natural or maybe more popular color amongst her um her fellow is it vadens v-e-d-e yeah mm-hmm. uh is black so she's uh an outlier um that way
0: yeah, I think it's a V E D E N, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, but that doesn't matter. Uh, she says that it has to do with her um, her mixed blood heritage or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That her like
0: her family line has mixed with another um, with another people, and that's why where the red hair comes from. Right. We, um. We got a a red haired oddity in these chapters already. Last episode, when you had remarked that one of Kaladin's um squ- uh, part of one of the yes. Kaladin's squad was not Alethi. he had bright Correct. red hair. Red hair. That's right. Else.
1: Yes. I'm. Uh, I yeah. I didn't connect that. i I wonder if that's going to come up again. But uh, um, I, I just I, I loved in this chapter talking with um, Shallan. Or Shalon, sorry, that she she filled up three sketchbooks of pictures and creatures, people that she'd seen. So she's got these these sketchbooks, and she seems like she wants to pull it out as she's journeying towards the the conclave, arriving in Carbranth, um, and she wants to pull it out and and start sketching all these things that she's seeing. So right. I re- I really love that that they're hammering that home. An- yeah, another, she's like
0: super nervous about meeting literally the most powerful woman in the entire world and trying to yes. convince this powerful woman to, to uh, be, her, to, ward. To be yeah. her ward. And she's like, oh, I'd like to stop and draw this tree.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, or, or, or depict these pillars or, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I loved talked about how
0: um, there's like this, these images in the, the book, these uh, mm-hmm. sketches in the book you would have seen the sky eel sketch, I think uh, in these two chapters at the
1: beginning of chapter three. you would have seen a sketch of sky eels that's right and she and she remarks, i think in chapter three about the sky eels having seen them mm-hmm. and uh yeah she she's she's got an interest in nature, which I think is yeah. really, really cool
0: i uh, for me when I first read these books, um one of the things I found so amazing was that there was a character in the story that was actively the one who was drawing the pictures I was seeing in the book. Like I couldn't believe Mm -hmm. it was like breaking some kind of fourth wall book thing (laughs) where I was like, this is just really, really cool. Like.
1: Yeah, no, it, 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 it is. It adds to the, I guess the, I don't know how you put it. The, uh, um, it makes it more real somehow especially in mm-hmm. reading it yeah. because you're 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 seeing this art and and now you have a character who is you know physically doing that very task
0: Right. It, it reminds me a little bit of like um of what we do as DMs in D&D where um not to bring it back to Dungeons and Dragons all the time, but I mean uh this is where we're rooted people so if you have uh any issues with Dungeons and Dragons then whatever <laughs> I don't care but um but as DMs we like to bring in these tactile things. You know, you could read someone a letter that um um that the character gets in the, the game or you can hand them the letter and then they can mm-hmm. actually hold it in their hands. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what uh, Brandon Sanderson's doing here is he's kind of handing us the letter um, and he's showing us like this other side to this book. And I just, I love it. I think it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's wonderful. Um, she, uh, yeah, she's just she's she's a really great character. I I really like the this this introduction of uh of her in it. I like the fact that she speaks a bit of Thalen back to Tazbek. I like mm-hmm. that that she's willing to learn other languages. That's great. Yep.
0: Um well she that's uh, part of her thing. She's a scholar, right? Yeah. If she wants to be a scholar, she has to be able to read and speak other languages because that's I mean Think of the people that go to university and, you know, like want to study um, history. Well, they have they have they're going to have to be able to read in Latin and they're going to have to be able to read in uh, um, Russian and all these
1: different languages Uh to be Uh able to read the source material. Uh I loved uh, again, I got to say, I love the description of Carbrandt, the buildings uh, being painted uh, vibrant colors mm-hmm. and of course all these ringing bells everywhere and you know all the citizens milling about it's just a really really nice description of that and mm-hmm. the the, build, the some of the buildings are violet because they're selling clothing some of them are green because they're selling food when they arrive when they when uh shalon arrives at the conclave it's it's white so i was wondering what they're selling does that mean they're selling nothing I um, I don't know. So I, I I was just wondering about that. Um she, let's see, Oh, the currency. Oh, can we talk about the yes. currency for a bit? Yeah, can oh, we can we, um, can we not
0: um actually can we just so go Oh, uh, cool. Can we just go back one step and talk about Carbranth for a second? I got a couple yeah. of notes here I want to okay. I want to read you. So um sure. um the in the chapter she says that Carbranth was founded thousands of years uh, earlier, mm-hmm. but the actual quote is, and I think this is important for like this mythology building. Uh, she says Carbranth was founded years before the last desolation, thousands yes. of years before the terrors of the Hyocracy, long the before the Recreants. So we have yeah, so like, I- like things here that she drops without really knowing what they mean. We have these terms to maybe think about in the future
1: yeah so i I've, i wrote that down as well, and you know i as a first time reader i don't know i don't know what that means so mm-hmm. but I wrote and it down and i to. and just and just prior to that too or within that text in that area, she also um is noting that it was founded back into the shadow days mm. so i like I like that description too, but you're right the the terrors of the hierocracy and long before the recreants
0: hmm so we so, will find and, out what that is eventually
1: yeah <laughs> it's so it's so cool um
0: but yeah gemstones
1: the gemstones so again just just really good I, I, it added to the world it added to uh mm-hmm. um it the could have been really easy
0: for sanderson to just be like okay it's gold and platinum and copper and
1: yeah but yeah. um so, but no he chose a gemstone and then because of stormlight the gemstones absorb it and so right. as a result the gemstones or rather the, the the currency the the clear chips they they glow right. and then and then based on the stormlight absorption and the size of the gemstone determines the value of the of the sphere I guess as mm-hmm. as they call them or these Yeah stones, it's these like clear,
0: um clear like a chip is um is the smallest denomination and a five yeah. chips make a mark which is the medium denomination so I guess it's like chips are like um like the pennies of uh Mm. uh, of the 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 monetary and then marks are more like dollars i guess Mm. like five
1: chips make a dollar make a mark Um, Mm. oh and 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 i like this a lot emeralds were were the most valuable Mm -hmm. um and could be used by soul casters to create food they drop that Mm-hmm. so i wrote that down because that piqued my interest
0: yeah you're like what is that what does that mean
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that okay what's a soul caster creating yeah. food all right yeah. what's the deal
0: um, um, the other uh, the other time kind of gemstones are sapphires rubies and diamonds
1: mm-hmm. and so, she gave she she gives a ruby to yalb mm-hmm. and he's like whoa uh, this is way, way too there. much yeah way too much it was a week's wage for sailing yeah um so I like the fact that she's generous again, this is all characteristics of Sh- of Shalon and what she's like mm-hmm. um so she values people, she values their time. I like that a lot mm-hmm. um, and that Yasna is a heretic, yes, she's denounced and- the religion of her um her certainly her family, her lineage, and mm-hmm. so which different- is Voren which is Vorin and, yeah. and, and, and the voter. So right away, you've got, you've got these two kind of, you got this one adventurous outlier, and then you've got this heretic, most powerful female. You're putting these two together. I'm really excited. I, I, I don't know what that's going to entail uh, in the, in the um, future chapters, but I, that that's where, it, well, and, and of course, towards this end, it ended with, with, you know, um uh, well, the very end is just Shalon is about to meet. Um, she's like, takes a deep breath, and then is going to meet Yasna. Uh, um, mm-hmm. That's where it ends. But just prior to that, that text it, it dropped that Shalon's father was was dead, and that it was vital that it was kept a secret. And I was like, oh, that's such a great little way to end the chapter as well. Like to be thinking yeah. about about that. So again, a great chapter, and uh, yeah, are, are we doing highlights now or?
0: Um, yeah, give me your uh, give me your highlight of this chapter.
1: Well, I, I think the the highlight for me is uh, quite obviously the the introduction of of uh, of Shalon. I mean, Shalon is uh, the central um, character, and I just I love the fact that they um, chose certain you know characteristics uh, or that uh, Brandon uh, chose certain. Certain aspects to her personality, which I really identify with. So it's really nice to identify with a, um, you know, a a powerful female character. I think that's important. And uh, very much so,
0: especially by especially by a male author. Um, We -hmm. don't want um, because like I, you know, there's a lot of authors out there that I love. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but some of the older authors that we read um, forget that there are uh, there is another <laughs> you know, there is another type of person in the world other than the the white male.
1: And you might you might even say there's a whole spectrum. Yeah, there's.
0: <laughs> you're totally right. You're totally right. And so um, right off the bat here, um, we don't mm-hmm. get Shalon right away, but um, we get her very quickly into the series, and she <clears> this <throat> this uh, this crazy uh, scholar artist here never goes away. Um she is with us for a while and um she's so such a great character. She's so awesome. Um and uh yeah, I I I agree. I think it's it's really important.
1: Yeah. So for, so for me that was the highlight. Chapter
0: my three, my sure. highlight for this chapter is um is the way that um that Brandon Sanderson is able to sneakily world build here um, and what is seemingly a very simple chapter, you know? Um, he brings up uh the Thalens, he brings up um another place called Tashik, he um talks about Natin Natin, which is another place altogether. Yes, um, I,
1: I wrote that down as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, wrote, I wrote down all of these question marks re- with, with regards to references.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because so of it's that's like it's the me. it's our info dump a section of the pod or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but like we'll just do it now. Um um, I, I, lo- I love the fact that he can take kind of like a simple "Hey, we just got here on boat, and let's just stroll through the city," um, mm. and that like that is um, an opportunity to build, right? Like I, it's uh, and it's kind of a sneaky way of doing it. One of the things I really love about this chapter too, um, not to not to get two highlights here, but um, I think it goes with my my original one is that um, we get that Shalán is has been. Traveling with this uh, these uh, these sailors for a yeah. while, chasing Yasna from place to place. Except um, she, yeah, that she doesn't stay. She's not trying to dodge Shalan. She's just a busy woman and doesn't stay in one place too long. And mm. um, so um, so I think this is like the third or fourth place that she's that Shalon and this crew have come to try to catch her. So when they get word that Yasna is still here in Carbranth, even the whole crew was happy for her. Like we finally caught her. Um, so it gives mm-hmm. us even though we just met this crew and this woman, uh, Shalon, um, it gives us the sense that there's this history already that we weren't part of. Wasn't necessarily important for us to see, but um, but it's important for them to have already a bond before we get to meet them all. So I really like that. I think that's really cool.
1: Mm. I, I just came across one other little note I wrote down. Uh, it has to do with uh, with Shalon. Uh, it mentions that she's allergic to flowers, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of wondering if that's if that's kind of a you know a little. Like an extrapolate from that if that's just like a little sort of denunciation of her own beauty mm. that uh, that she she is beautiful. Many characters in the book, well, I guess I guess two at least, are, are referring to her to her beauty, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe she's got you know no time for it. She's busy with her sketchbook. She's busy with her talents. Mm-hmm. You know, and she and says, so she's,
0: she says too that like uh, societally, uh, her uh, pale skin. Um, and her red hair is not really the, um, uh, the idea the thing. the, yeah, the end thing right, right now is the darker skinned Alethi, like the tan skinned Alethi yes. with their yeah. like kind of, um, uh, mixed colored hair where it's like blonde and black or whatever. So, so yeah. she's a
1: she, she's a red haired goth basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, kind of gal. She
0: listens to typo negative and
1: uh, <laughs> yes.
0: She's just. She really is. She's moody yeah. and she like draws in her oh, book and stuff. It.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's she's, awesome. got the, she's got the 18 hole uh 18 hole docs on and
0: yeah exactly yeah she's just really she's <laughs> like the cool chick at your high school that you like want to talk to but you're afraid she'll punch you or something like <laughs> oh yeah um so, so yeah okay, yeah it's so so do, chapter. Uh, yeah oh, it's chapter. chapter you, you want to go to chapter four, four? Yeah, yeah
1: yeah let's, let's so, do it i mean i i haven't reviewed my notes so go ahead and, and maybe i'll yeah yeah that's just, cool I'll if i can
0: yeah, sure. Um, so uh, we get Kaladin again. Um, this chapter, Kal- Kaladin is uh, interacting with the strange, sp- uh, the strange wind again. Um, mm-hmm. He has an interesting conversation with the slaver Tavlakov, where mm-hmm. we, the reader, get a kind of a hint about what landed Cal here as a slave. Um, we experience our yes. first high storm um we really yes. get to experience our first high storm which y- earlier you said the carbrant is like kind of a character on its own and yes, the high storms the are the high storm in the weather in this book is um is their own character as well um mm. and then finally Ka- Kaladin gets to the shattered plains but just not the way he would have wanted
1: yes oh i love it yeah well i mean to to start this to start this off um chapter 4 the shattered plains Um, I was very excited to read that because of course they're building so much towards this, this place. Mm -hmm. Um, So very excited to read it. The quote at the beginning, um, again, somebody's on their deathbed and they're, they're saying things they they say. um, I think the quote says, they, 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 they say, healer. Why do you take my blood? Yeah. And who is that beside you with, his head of lines. Yeah. So that I, I wrote I wrote a question mark about that because I'm like, what does that refer to? The head yeah, of here. lines.
0: It's um I'm dying, aren't I? Healer, why do you take my blood? Who is that beside you with his head of lines? I can see a distant sun dark and cold shining in a black sky. Collected on the 3rd of Yasnan 1172, 11 seconds pre-death. Subject was a Reshi Chul trainer. Sample mm-hmm. of is of particular note. So whoever's collecting this thought this one was kind of an important one.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm really curious about that. And of course, whenever it mentioned in that quote, why why do you take my blood? Um, I was wondering if they were looking for midichlorians. <laughs> um, and uh. I could... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, I had I had I had to just interject that I, I was reading it, and of course, very serious tone. I was reading, it and then of course I thought of that, and it made me chuckle. But
0: that's because to- the the uh, the quote is of particular note because this uh, reshi um, child trainer here is supposed mm. to be the chosen one. So they're like, oh, if he's the chosen <laughs> one, there's got to be some kind of viable scientific way of being able to measure why he's the chosen one.
1: Right. There has right. to be a measurable. There must be yes. So yeah, not like, yes.
0: It can't just be aloof and, and mysterious. It has to be no, scientific no, in nature.
1: Gotta add some math in there. So yeah. uh no, I mean, really, really cool chapter. Uh, I love the fact that they're describing more that, that it's back to morning slop, afternoon slop, mm-hmm. evening slop in terms of what Kaladin is eating and having to go through. Kaladin is describing his cage, his wagon cage, uh having like splintered sections of wood, which reminds him of futile escape attempts. Mm. Um, The windspren asks, you know, why don't you cry? And he says, ask the almighty, not me. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The plants and bushes as they're describing the cart. Uh, I love the fact that this, (laughs) that these plants interact and they pull back into the ground. This was something visually that I've seen in, a number of things again film i wish i was more well read so i would refer to other books but alas i'm not so um but this i've seen in the dark crystal i've mm-hmm. certainly seen it in in other japanime so i don't know if brandon is inspired by those uh by those things or maybe he's seen it before but i love when i love it when when the foliage is interacting with uh with the characters um mm-hmm. there's really, um
0: really cool and i think he, they they mentioned that there there's a um a protection from the high storms effect to it too um we'll, uh, get, we'll get to the high then, storm that, later that I, I have sense. a whole a whole category of, of t- the ch- talk about the high storm but um there mm-hmm. is a, the, um, a, a quote in there where it says that the um after a high storm is when nature here comes really alive because it's been hiding yes. itself away from the storm and so yep. these you know these plants like they bring in their branches and they make themselves protectable like they're they're protecting themselves against this violent high storm and then whenever the high storm's done that's when they can like unfurl their branches and the rock mm. buds open up and the vines come out so it's it's mm. just really cool
1: yeah I, yeah that that is really really cool it's almost like nature goes dormant right like it's yeah, really, really crazy. Yeah, scatters, you know, to mm-hmm. hide and then and weather out this uh, this storm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I love it, Kaladin, Of course, uh, the the slavers are discussing a map, and then they they approach him to ask him for his help in terms of mm-hmm. of understanding it or knowing where they're going. He snatches it, rips it up, and makes himself invaluable mm-hmm. or seemingly invaluable at that moment. And then I love that he, I love that he, he exclaims to, uh, to his slaver, uh, to block to block of, yeah. yeah, to block him. He, he, he says, happy Fest, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, and of course, Fest. you know, this term, you know, I, I don't know what that means. Um, uh, it's like
0: Merry Christmas probably, or something like that. Something, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can do it. Yeah. What did you I, think I, of, um, I what love, do you think of I, to block of?
1: Oh, I, I, I enjoy him because he's got his head on straight. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's playing Kaladin for what he is. He, he's property. He wants to get a good price. He's willing right. to, he's willing to do, um, I think what is required of him with regards to Kaladin and tolerating him. Yeah. Um, so I I I don't know I I I'm not so sure that I'm convinced that Tulkas story is is over. Um, well Cal Cal likes him. Kaladin likes him. Cal I don't I well he says that he he's a likable bastard. He says it's yeah. the worst worst kind because you feel guilty when you kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like well so and 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 going before that after he tears up this map, um he says to um to Tavlakov, he says that uh, all right, I'll you know I'll 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 help, I'll, I'll lend a hand here. All right. Uh fi- find a cliff. Mm-hmm. First first things first, find a cliff. And then is like, okay, so uh maybe to have a vantage to see the area. Uh no, yeah. it will give me it'll give me something to throw you off of. <laughs> yeah. I just I mean it's just hilarious. I mean it's yeah. just great great little dialogue exchange here. Yeah.
0: And um, I find that Tavlakov doesn't um he doesn't get upset by any of it. Like he he takes it all in stride, like you know a- a, a sla- like uh, a slaver's going to slave and a s uh, like and a slave is going to rebel against that slaver, so that's what mm-hmm. that's what this is, and he's not going to take offense is. to it no yeah.
1: he does no he doesn't really get frustrated with him I love thats yeah. after he rips up the deal. map he's like, "Oh,
0: if I ever run into any pictures of my ex-wives i'll I'll make sure that they yeah. fall into your hands <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that was too. great, yeah. that was really great. It made Tablakev a more believable character and uh, yeah and, and And as uh as Kaladin points out, a a likable bastard, you know, like yeah. Um (laughs) and and again, oh, there's another great line. Um uh Tavlakev says, uh, but you just said that you have no desire for vengeance against me. And then Kaladin says, I could learn. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just uh there's some really great exchanges between those two, which is awesome. It's, um, um,
0: Kaladin is like a, um, he's almost like a 35 year old man inside of a 19 year old's body. You know, the way he, he speaks, is. And the way he, he, like
1: how wise, wise he is and all this stuff. So on, on that note, um, about his age. Yeah. He's 19. Mm-hmm. We we met him right. eight months ago. He was 19. They referred yeah. to him in chapter two as being 19. Yeah. Wow. That's the but only, he's been, uh,
0: and he's been fighting in Amram's army for four years. Exactly. Uh, he says, so, so he, yeah, he started when so he was
1: 14. Yeah, exactly. So young. So I find, mm-hmm. I find that that is a slight disconnect for me, but yeah. It's okay. I mean, I, I love, I love this story. So I'm not, to I'm not, uh, to...
0: I think maybe we're supposed to take away from that, that, um, that being in, in at war for four years at such a young age, um, mm-hmm. just hurries along the growing up process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's, uh, there's some truth to that. I think, you know, you yeah. leave away all your childish things or whatever that quote is. You know what I mean? Like, It's um. It must be tough to go to war, you know, when people are. You know, some of these kids were going to war in Vietnam or any of the other wars. Like it's, it's got to really like change a person, you know.
1: Mm. So a quick note about the map. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Map that the map that he tore up. Mm -hmm. Um. So love this idea. This. uh, They 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 mention that on the map. That. It had high storm dates purchased from yes uh, roving storm wardens yes and then and then it notes that Kaladin's father mm-hmm. could could do this he could predict high storms mathematically with I mean within uh, certain within reason uh, yeah. certain accuracy but I lo- I just again. Adding to world building, that a map wasn't just okay. here's this, here's that, here's this, but also mm. ri- written down. Here's some predictions about storms. Yeah, I, I that I absolutely loved. I, I yeah, know it's, it's a small, cool. it's a small thing, but I just it's I kind of like a far,
0: farmer's almanac of the high storms, right? Like they're yeah, they are trying it, it, to they they come at such a regularity that they can try um, to like really. P- pay attention to how long the last one was and when the next one's going to be. And you almost have so that, to do that if you're going to have any crops or if you're going to have any any yeah, kind of life, right. right?
1: And that, that should be a druidic Cantrip in Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, this one is more uh, actually math based, which means you wouldn't be able to be a storm. <laughs> you that's right. You could not no, do this I, job. I,
1: yeah, if it was based on math, then maybe the druids wouldn't wouldn't be able to do it. It'd have to be the wizards, right. which would make which would make sense because I'm right. more uh, I'm more uh, I'm drawn to, to druids. You're more a druid um, than a wizard. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cover co- yeah. cover me in cover cover me in mud, Sarah McLaughlin. Now, that's an old Canadian reference, right?
0: There. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're uh, um, south of the border, you're like, what? What?
1: who's Sarah McLaughlin? What's Sarah with Ma the who? mud, Sarah? <laughs> yeah. Ma- what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Love that about the about the map. Oh, geez, love, that was yeah, really, very cool.
0: So we get to, um, this conversation with Tavlakov is really enlightening, eh? Like we get lots of well, and, uh, and, and then tidbit.
1: dropping. Well, we ha- we haven't even discussed the nuclear bomb.
0: Okay. Well, hold on. The, the, let's talk about some of the little ones before we could talk okay. about the big one. Oh. Okay. Um, we uh, we find out that Tavlov can't see the windsprint.
1: Correct, or that Kaladin suspects, or or whatever, or that yeah, yeah, Pr- pretty much that is alluded to. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which yeah. makes me think: Is Kaladin imagining this windsprint? Is he? <laughs> is right. this all in his mind? Yeah,
0: like, yeah that's very um, possible, right? But you had asked last episode, can everybody see the spren? And I am I said, yeah, everyone can see the spren. That's part of everyday mm-hmm. life. But for mm-hmm. some reason, Tavlakov can't see this one that's flying around talking to, to, talking um, to, Caledon, to, yeah. talking to Caledon. Which, yet again, is another um, part of the whole, why is this spren acting so strangely?
1: So, and if we're not going to talk about the bomb, I gotta talk about another thing that I love, love, love. This is probably the highlight. Could could be the highlight of this chapter for me. And okay, that well, is... early
0: highlight. Here we go. Early
1: highlight. Okay, early highlight. So, Kaladin is looking at these hills that he's seeing. Um, the the this these these hillsides. I mean, I think that they're in the what's referred to as the unclaimed hills. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he and he's he's looking at this. And he remarks that you could spread stump weight sap on these hillsides. You could mix yeah. it with lava. You could mix it with lava seeds, and about four months, you would have polyps larger than a man's head ready to break open for grain. Right. So, and what I love about that is he's imagining another life. Right. He he's looking at this blank landscape, and he's like, you know what? There's got to be something else here. So maybe a life beyond war. Or beyond vengeance. Like he's, I feel like that's a seed within him that is looking to what's possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe that he sees another life for himself. Yeah, he's like daydreaming, or <clears throat> yeah. So I really, I really, really liked uh, like that little drop. At yeah, least that's, that's really what cool. I, that's what I inferred from it, anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, Tavlokov
0: kind of like um, gives Kaladin uh, a little bit of hope, even though it's kind of like backhanded that there, there might be a life beyond this slave, this, this slave life. He says, you know, that slaves are able to pay off their debts. Like they're actually able to work the, their way off. It's possible.
1: It's possible, but then they also drop a lot of hints that that's probably just you know hooey um, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a double edged sword, I think, on yeah, that comment. I
0: said it's it's possible, but it doesn't um, it doesn't happen often, and the um, the system of paying them back is so weighted in the slave uh, the slave owner's behalf that it could take years and years and years and years to to even be able to pay it off. So all right, um, so yeah, so go ahead. You uh, I will give you the lead. You talk about the two the two big revelations we get here in this conversation.
1: Okay, well the well the only the the huge one is that Amram, the general that Kaladin served when mm-hmm. you meet the when you meet him in chapter two, he is the one who betrayed Kaladin and sold him into slavery.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we actually meet him, but they, the, the men <clears> talk <throat> about him and Kaladin talks about him. Uh, we meet him through um, Kaladin's like thoughts or whatever, but I don't think we actually meet him in person.
1: Uh, you're talking about Amaram? Uh, Amaram. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's not, we don't meet that character. It's just, it's referenced, referred to and right. confirmed by Tavalkev. So the slaver knows about it. Mm-hmm. And of course Kaladin confirms it with his thoughts. So right. And Kaladin um, is a
0: little shocked that uh that Tavlakov even knows about it.
1: Correct. Yeah. So that was uh that was the big the big bomb. And then of mm-hmm. course he brings up Kaladin brings up a few other uh light eyes, as they are called. Mm-hmm. Uh Ro Roshan mm-hmm. and um Taratam. Yeah. Um, and he says that they were all light eyes, um, and they all have shown themselves to be corrupt to the core. Right. And, and in, in Kaladin's mind, he describes them. I love this. This is, this is great. He describes them as rotting corpses clothed in beautiful silk. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What a great line. Yeah. That's
0: really that's, beautiful.
1: That's, that's just one. So, you know, supposedly he's not after vengeance, but no, don't, don't count mm. on it.
0: So um, I, I said I said there were two major revelations here. Um the first being what you just said that um that High Lord Amram was the one who sold Kaladin to slavery. Uh-huh. So clearly we know something went wrong on that battlefield that day. We don't know yes. what it is yet, but something went wrong on that battlefield that day. The yeah. other thing is that, that, is that we find out is that um the Kaladin's been branded a deserter, but that's not true. He's not a deserter. Right. So whether we don't know what it means um we just know that he did not desert his his army.
1: No, it's well it sounds like well it could be that Amaram um uh branded him as such uh right. in or, in order to seal seal his fate and sort of tuck right. away tuck away Kaladin. I don't it's funny like I yeah yeah it begs the question why did Amaram keep Kaladin alive? Right um so part part of me reservedly i don't know why just because of the possibilities part of me is wondering did Amram brand kaladin in order to save him so Hmm. that's that's the only little possibility that i could think of um uh that they might try because brandon mr sanderson could be slippery that way like he's trying he's setting amram up okay yeah no he's evil this is this is it but maybe it was done on purpose i don't know first time reader and i'm keeping it on the on the reel so i'm i'm not reading anything uh, else
0: i there's there's these moments here in these in these chats that we're having where you're saying something and i can't say anything back to you um i almost need like a a phrase or a sentence that is like completely (laughs) like I have to say like, well, that's interesting, or um we yeah. will see or something like because I I really can't say No,
1: no, for sure. I, I I I really don't want you to spoil this thing because no, I I'm, really I'm, I'm
0: really I'm trying hard it. not to.
1: I'm loving but, um, it. I'm just that's why uh, I'm trying
0: to stick to my notes because I really don't wanna to I I don't wanna like freely chat about it because then if yeah. I do that then I'll let something slip. Even something little, I don't want to let it slip. I want your your um your experience of this, uh, the, these novels to be really organic and uh, like you were reading them without any, um, any interference from anybody else. So.
1: Well, I have to admit, so one thing is bugging me about chapter four. So that, that so that pretty much is it. And I guess the, the other big reveal, uh, if we want to add like a third one is that he, he has arrived at uh, yes. the shattered plains. Yeah. So he wakes up, he's looking at these armies over these Hills. He's like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is where I was wanting to, to come. Yeah, he and sees the um
0: the colon banner, the royal banner of the colon.
1: Thousands of banners, it describes. It, mm-hmm. You know, this is a massive army, and the, and the soul casters are going to be here because he, he says, he notes that there are stone uh, barracks. And yeah. if there's permanent barracks here... then soul casters will be present. So I'm like really
0: cool how uh, how Sanderson does that. Uh, He introduced the idea of a soul caster last uh, last chapter doesn't tell Mm. you what it is. Just says the word soul caster says that Mm. uh, emeralds can be used to soul cast. And then now he's saying, wow, and then Kaladin's like, oh, there must be soul casters here because look at these permanent buildings. So now he's giving you a little bit more of a taste of what that means. But we don't really still know what it really means. Just he's just giving a little bit more uh, more information.
1: It's really sneaky. House colon. uh, He sees the banner for House colon Mm -hmm. and uh, it's a sword standing king's banner and a sword standing before a crown. Again, just classic imagery on yeah. the on the banner and then but the the last thing for me and my notes are about this uh chapter i have a few other little small things but mm-hmm. um the the last thing there, there there was a word in here which i've ne- I, I meant to look up i didn't i i normally <clears throat> if i come across something that's not in my lexicon mm-hmm. i try to look it up but it is it act Ten, ten masses of troops. I mean, i got to look this up. This is driving me crazy. Uh, m- m- maybe this is in housekeeping, but uh, it says ten masses of troops. You
0: having a hard time saying it?
1: Oh, B-I-V. Verb, past tense. Bivouac. Bivouac. I'm trying to find Bivouac stay in a temporary camp without cover okay so here you go bivouac so brandon mr sanderson it's you are the man the you He's are te- the man I love, I love i love it when you drop drop a big word that's great so it's a it's a verb it is it, um, it is a verb, it, it is a verb. It's <laughs> confirmed a, it's a verb it, convert yeah confirm people Chapter four, verb. If if anybody out there
0: in podcast land was wondering, it is a verb.
1: Okay, so it means to stay in a temporary camp without cover. There you go. Uh, So bivouacked. Okay, so I didn't know the word. So yeah, uh, that's great.
0: At the end there, he says um, that um, he gets there, he gets to the war camps. He sees the majesty of how huge this is. And then he says that TN would have wanted him to fight in the king's army. Yeah. We don't know who Tien is, but we know that Tien would have wanted him to fight in the, the king's army.
1: He also says if he'd find his old self, he'd find it here. Right. Um. That's the end of the chapter. I think.
0: So I have a couple of little um, notes here for the rest of this chapter. Just uh, just some uh, some stuff that I wanted to get through. Um, mm-hmm. We get a lot of information here about high storms themselves. Um, the... High storms can affect seasons um and then that means life is very unpredictable. um so they don't have like regular seasons like our world does, right? They mm-hmm. have these like kind of these mishmash mm-hmm. of of seasons because the high storms are constantly wrecking that um, high storms um some of the conditions that they have are like super strong winds. And that's why the the Caliban says that the thing that's the most scary about a high storm is the storm wall, which is that first, if you look, if actually, if you actually look at the, uh, at the cover of the book, um, which you said last week was just so beautiful, yeah. Um, yeah. that you can see that storm rolling in and that, that, that first line. That first line of that storm is known as the storm wall. And that's the thing to be afraid of because all the loose debris and rocks that are just laying around are all getting kicked up. And it's like this major like wizard spell of like, you know what I mean? that can rip people yep. apart. It's so strong.
1: Yeah. I know it's, uh, it's immense, uh, the, the world above them. Like you've got these characters down below on this tactile world. But then mm-hmm. you've, got this, you've got this whole other thing brewing on top of them. And yeah. of course, you bringing up the severity of the of the high storms brings me back to the quote in Chapter 3 um, that expectations are like fine pottery. The harder you hold mm-hmm. on to them, the more likely they were to crack. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the, these high storms. It's like, well, don't get any ideas about a, a long crop here. Because right, exactly. The, the storm is coming in, and this season that you wanted maybe a few weeks while well, you're only getting one week or you're only right. getting, so two, you better,
0: you better get some stuff done in that one week.
1: Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's a, it's an unpredictable, an unpredictable world for mm-hmm. sure. It's, so it's, if, it's really
0: cool. If the, the, the debris and uh rocks and whatnot being kicked up by the winds wasn't enough, the actual rain is icy um rainwater. So it's very, very cold when it drops. Um, Um, So it's, it's very, very, very harsh. Like we, um, Kaladin is in his little, um, his little uh, uh, wagon uh, whenever it hits and um, Bluth, the, um, one of the mercenaries comes over and like opens up these panels so that all the slaves can actually get washed (laughs) by the high storm. And normally, yeah. he says, normally that they would be washed during the riddance, w- uh, the riddance, which is the end of the high storm when the rain is nice and soft and it just sprinkles. That's when they would normally have their high storm shower. But for yeah. some reason, they're getting it during one of the more violent parts of the high storm, which is, you know, that's a, sl- a slaver's going to slave, right? Like, they're going to just do whatever yeah. the hell they want.
1: Well, normally, I, I think, I think they comment yeah exactly well i think also um Tavlakov uh in or sort of uh the hint that he thinks that if they are washed with this more severe uh point of the storm this well it it gets rid of the stenchy uh um a little right. better or something, yeah, right. or something, or something like which that. is
0: probably true um <laughs> uh, you could it might not necessarily be the most humane way of doing that no, like soap might be the way to do that but not <laughs> like not violent life-ending storms but i i get his point i get to luck's yeah. point um <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> just a little ah, a little <laughs> top, top of the morning to you uh, <laughs> Here's a little high storm to get you clean. Um, <laughs> that, that
1: that might be the 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 best or worst uh, Irish accent I've ever heard. It's it's both
0: actually. It's it's both. It's it's it's, it's so good and so <laughs> bad unforced. that it can be both.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's the best and worst. It's, it's the, the worst. Yeah, it's the, it's the burst
0: it's the burst. I'm um, like That's a burst, burst of sunshine. Um mm. the uh the lightning in the high storms have mm. like a myth, uh, lore tied to it. He says that um oh, the power yeah, of the lightning right. could come from the storm father himself. Mm-hmm. The lost radiance, or even the, Voidbringers. the void
1: bringers. Yeah. yeah. So
0: this is something yeah. that, um, like, just the common people who don't really know much about the science behind high storms. I'm sure storm wardens don't think these things, but like regular villagers will look up at a high storm and think, "Oh my god, yeah. it's the storm father." Oh my god, it's the lost radiance, or it's the void bringers. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it it creates this fear in them that there's this like you know stronger than them. Uh,
1: yeah. Odin, uh, Odin, just, Odin yeah. Thor, and Loki taking yeah. it out, exactly, it out with. The um, with the um, uh, what are they called the ice giants? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's exactly that's exactly the point, right? Is that there's this like Mm -hmm. mythological quality to these storms, Um, and then that's when I was going to say that uh, after a high storm, that's when nature comes to life. Um, So that's like immediately after a high storm is when like the this landscape is the most active and the most beautiful, Um, which is really funny because we see this like absolute horrible um uh, destruction and then immediately after it is when life is the yeah, most yeah everything uh,
1: everything crawls back out
0: yeah so it's really cool um Yeah, so high storms seem to be um, important um, in people's lives. Remember in the chapter three, uh, you said that uh, Carbranth was built on a late, which is like protection from the high storms. So these people who live here in Roshar have to, their whole lives are um, like based and uh, um, made, and they have to like build their whole lives around these high storms.
1: So. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's, it's an ever present, uh, threat. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I really do like describing all these things as characters cause they, they do take on personality for sure. Yeah.
0: The, um, the last little thing I have here in my notes, and then we can uh, say goodbye is, uh, we get a little bit of a flora and fauna dump again. Um, we get. I, I was um,
1: wondering if you were going to bring that up with the aspers. Yeah,
0: yeah. so we get. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get uh, strange shrubs like you mentioned earlier that retract their yeah. branches. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they they talk about rock buds again, and you know if you look at the the. the um, uh, the cover the cover again. There's actually
1: yeah, rock. Uh, you can see them. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah,
0: which is really cool. It's a, a source of uh, so many different things that people they, they they use them in everyday life. So it's um it's a, a very common thing for them to use. Um, we get a whole bunch more on chal's. So we were introduced to them last time, but now we get you know Kaladin really kind of ruminates about them. We get a little bit more on chal's again. Um, we get uh, they talk about kremlings again, and they talk about insects about crabs which you know we're familiar with crabs because we have crabs in our world um and then he talks yeah. about something called leggers
1: yeah and leggers and Leggers sound like,
0: like yeah leggers sound like centipedes to me like many-legged but i think they're more like a crushed crustacean but they has got like a bunch of different legs i don't know these things are um very weird <laughs> sounding some of them are sound exactly like stuff we have in our world, and then some of them sound completely different. So we have to use our imagination sometimes.
1: Um, on my end of things, keeping track—well, I'm not keeping the best track—but I did notice that life spren were present yes. um, after the storm. So life spren uh, appearing. Mm-hmm. So, so very, a new spren to the small. list. I like my yeah. spren.
0: Yeah, you like your spren. Uh, um, this is a, a new uh, addition to Jack's uh, uh, spren list. <laughs> my Um, friend list
1: yeah it's um Um, they are really really neat though i just confirmed in housekeeping Mm -hmm. that to is a thalen slave master
0: ooh
1: ooh do you know what what page that's on um I don't, but I just looked that up in just in headings, so I, I didn't read anything ahead uh, oh, or anything like that. Yeah, careful, I, you. I, I, I know, you. I know, I know, I know. Like Google I, stuff. I, I, don't Google you're, you're stuff. right. You're right. I, I couldn't help it, though. I was, um, I was, I just typed in Tavlakev, and I haven't clicked on any links. The first link that came up is, uh, let's see here, StormlightArchive.fandom.com, and literally the first line it says is Tavlakev is a Thalen slave master. Okay, I'm going to okay. back out of here. Yes, so please that i don't, don't read your eyes i'm sorry yeah okay i you won't read anything.
0: yeah um that's hey, really um, cool uh, dude i'm glad that you uh you found that because um that means your um the things that you noticed in it are are for sure real like i never i've read these books i don't know this is maybe my sixth time going through the way of kings and i never geez, put together dude. that yeah, I've never put together that Tavlokov was Thalen and that Tozbek were both Thalen and this like compare and contrast uh, between the two journeys that they're on. That's really cool, dude. Oh,
1: I love I love uh, I love what he's uh, writing down. It's very very I'm still very daunted because I'm looking at the rest of this paperback and I'm like
0: this is a, a big uh, read. this is yeah. a
1: huge endeavor and this is one That's, of 3 and then there's the new book dropping in November.
0: Yes. Um but I think you we're going at a pretty good pace. I mean like let's not uh let's not force the issue. We're not going to we're not going to like read faster or or do this faster than we were, were able to. We you know we started we we came up with this idea a little late in the year. We probably should have done this when the pandemic hit and we would have had all this free time to do it. But uh we're doing it yeah. now and we're having fun, yeah. so um well thanks very much for chatting with me again this morning, Jack, about uh, this uh, the series of my books. My
1: pleasure. My pleasure. Looking forward to chapter Are we doing chapter five and six is that yeah we're gonna
0: do five and six yeah i think i um i think the uh part part one in this book um is gonna be like we're gonna do we did three four so we're gonna do five six then seven eight and then nine ten eleven are all all those three chapters are very small chapters so we'll do three if anybody's reading along with us that's the format for the foreseeable future and we'll let you know for the for part two. Oh, and then obviously after um 9 10 11 there is a little area called the interludes so it's like three uh, small chapters the interludes mm. are like a kind of a break from these characters and we we, we um, learn about other characters somewhere in the world uh, but we'll get that eventually Um, If any listeners are interested in supporting the show, you can go head over to patreon.com slash heroes of. You can go check out our mangled mess that is Patreon. Um, I haven't really worked on it very well. There's only two tiers. Um, I know that I should have some goals up and all this other kind of stuff, but I'm not really sure how to do that. Maybe we can get someone um, on our side to figure that out for us. Um, if you're wanting to talk to Jack or I about this, uh, the series, um, you can go to, um, uh, our Twitter handle is, uh, at heroes of one or, uh, or our Instagram is, um, heroes of Hacathra. That's H A C A T R A T H R A heroes of Hacathra, which is uh, Jack's long, longstanding D D campaign that, uh, he runs for us anyways. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for having coffee, coffee with me, Jack.
1: Well, you're welcome. Take care, my friend. We yeah. yeah, will do this again soon.
0: Yeah, you too. Hopefully in, a, in the next few days. All right. Uh, take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by Jack, J. Phil, Mike, and Sean. The Heroes of Hacathrae.